Hello, film lovers, and welcome to the Films I Love Most podcast. The Films I Love Most podcast is recorded live with live messaging. So sometimes people do message in with very inappropriate comments. We can't help that. It's just the general public. So if you hear something that is offensive or rude, we try our best to put a stop to it, but it might just sneak through. So I do apologize for that. But anyway, let's move on. Enjoy this episode of the Films I Love Most podcast. Welcome to the Films I Love Most podcast. Yo, yo, yo. Yo, yo, yo. Big up, people. What's going on? <laughs> Hi, Rich. How you doing? How you doing? I'm all right. I'm good. I can tell you one thing. I have not stopped eating today. I don't know what is wrong with me. I was like that yesterday. I was eating like a pig yesterday, and then today I just don't feel hungry. Oh, man. I was literally like, from the moment I woke up, breakfast, down there. Ten minutes later, is it too early for lunch? Mm, it's like five past nine. Nah, all right, I'll have lunch now. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like literally eating tonight. Got had some soup, thought I'd be a little bit healthy. Oops, the daisies, I've just ordered Papa John's. What the hell's going on? <laughs> I have no clue. It's, it's an abomination. Well, whatever's happening, I'm sitting here quite full, and now I've just made a cup of tea, and now I'm ready for Marvel Monday. Marvel Mondays, guys. Marvel Mondays with the one and only Keith Andrew and your boy Rishi's reviews. And uh, we've just had Falcon and Winter Soldier episode one. Episode one, if you're in and, France. And, uh, okay. Quick little, not bombshell, but quick little thing i got to shout out there. I think I, it's very different from Division, and we're going to go into that, um, you know, with all the fan theories oh, God. and stuff. Uh, however, I think I have a little theory. Uh, I, I actually saw, a li- when I was watching it, I went, oh my God, that's that, that's that, that's what's going to happen. Why do I get the feeling you're going to bring up anti-vac <laughs> or anti-cap? Did, didn't I say? Didn't I say anti uh, anti cap? I did say it last week. No, it wasn't anti cap, was it? You said it was something else. No, anti cap. Oh, okay, anti cap. Yeah, is anti cap in the uh, um um uh in the first issue of Captain America and Falcon? It's called. Um, and it's just before the handover and all that kind of stuff and what they go through and deal with racism and stuff like that and in the comics. But um, I, I, yeah, I'm pretty sure they, they, they're going to go with... A, listen, we after the whole WandaVision experience, I don't think we can say for 100% sure anything, but I'm sure they're going with a sort of road down that comic. And I say a sort of road. Um, but yeah, I, we, I got a few things, but... Uh, Ultimately, Keith, tell me, what did you think 
of um, the beginning. What, what, what have you thought of episode one before we go in and do spoilers and comic talk and everything else? Well, you know, we were sort of promised at the beginning, weren't we, to have this very strong action sequence, which I did uh, really enjoy at the beginning. I thought that whole thing with, you know, the helicopters and the guys kidnapping the soldier and, and Sam flying through the air. It felt like you were watching a big budget Marvel movie, you know, on your sofa, which mm. is, you know, really like back to basics. I thought in, in a way that I was thinking, okay, yeah, this is like a, a really good sort of installment of Marvel, big slab of Marvel right now, given getting fed to me. Um, but I did miss that sort of feeling of, you know, what the hell is going on? You know, like we had with WandaVision. I thought this was a bit more basic, a bit more, in some respects, a bit more soap opera in some ways, which I'm not entirely sure I really got to grips with. You know, one minute we're dealing with Sam flying through the air, stop, trying to stop terrorists and, you know, flag smashes. And the next minute we're trying to save his family business. I was like, oh, okay, it's going to be Dallas now for some reason. Um, <laughs> but um yeah i just i i liked that and like we we have to put the disclaimer out there again rishi this is episode one you know like people were hating upon wandavision um you know from episode one saying oh this show's rubbish i'm not gonna watch it and we said well wait a minute you know this is only episode one you need to to watch the whole series before you can have any view on it but i did enjoy it there were slow bits um, I thought it took a little bit of time to uh, reintroduce us back to Bucky again, which I was a bit like, come on, okay, Sam's getting a lot of, uh, like a big bite of the pie here, but what's Bucky up to? So, yeah, I, I, I thought it was good. It was, just, it was just a bit of a strange episode, a bit melancholic. You know, I felt like they blew their, like, all the dollar on the first sort of sequence, and then it became very talky, well, I suppose, I suppose that's the word I'm looking for. Yeah, I mean, hands down. I mean, first of all, they've spent a hundred and fifty million on this thing, yeah. Um, and you can see that with the picture quality and stuff like that. And I reckon there's a lot more to come. Um, I was a little bit disappointed. I know everyone's saying, "Oh, it was a big action sequence and that." And yes, it was a big action sequence. I was, me personally, I was a little bit, a little bit upset with it. Because of the fact that I felt you couldn't see what was going on in the action in that first 10 minutes. It was like a bit all over the place, yeah? And I was like, oh, God, mm. you can't really see them do the fights. It's like, when you see, when, when we saw Civil War or we saw Captain America and all these things and, and everything that Marvel does, one of the things that I love about the action scenes, you can see them fighting, yeah? It feels so real when they're doing it. Um, I felt you couldn't see that that much. You know, um, it was very mm. far. It reminded me a lot like Transformers. You know, like when Transformers movies come out. Yeah, and I'm a big Transformers fan, nonetheless. Yeah, let me just tell everyone. But there are times when I watch the movies, you're like, I don't even know what the hell just happened there. Do you know what I mean? Like, when did they flip over and do this? And, you know, like, there's just... Like, and that's how I felt with that first opening scene a little bit, you know? Um, so so that, that that's my kind of thing on it. However... I have to say there was I love the little Easter eggs in the beginning because I don't know do you realize Bartek the Leaper was in there, the MMA legend. Yes, yeah, I you read know? that. I didn't notice it at the time. I read it after though. 
Yeah, and and he's part of the LAF, which is in the comics as well, and and he was in the uh, uh, Captain America Winter Soldier. Um, you know, so so that was a great nod, uh, not only to the comics, you know, because Bartek's this kind of kung fu man and uh, all sorts, yeah. Um, and he is one of Cap's arch enemies, so that was great to do that to bring him in because I knew he was in Captain America Winter Soldier and to see him in there I was like oh shit and then I, re- then I remember they didn't kill him in Winter Soldier I thought he did when the bomb goes off and that but that, he doesn't um, which I which I think if they're going to go like okay he's not part of the LAF in, in the Captain America and Winter Soldier comic one he's uh, no he is part of the LAF but he's I got a feeling they're going to go with that whole Hydra thing that maybe he's employed with Hydra and you know, um, and this is where the flag smashers are coming from. But I, I'm, I've got loads of kind of um, little Easter eggs and little um, things where I can move things from where I believe they're going to go forwards with this um, and what's going to happen coming up very soon. Um, th- that was. Can I just say, of- I, I thought I thought some of the scenes felt a little bit like uh, deleted scenes from the film. Yeah. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Yes. Like, I mean, once again, let's just keep telling everyone this is only episode one. They want to keep us hooked. You know, we know that they're going to probably come out with a lot more. I think, okay, this is one of my little thing, right? Is I believe that we've been spoiled as Marvel fans. And spoiled in the fact is... You know, we had Endgame, which was this huge, huge storyline, you know, right? Straight from Endgame, right, we've had WandaVision, you know, which ultimately took Marvel to a next level, you know? Um, and, you know, and we had Homecoming as well. Oh, sorry, Far From Home, which was really good for a Spider-Man movie. I thought I liked it. And this just felt a little bit just off-key, just slightly, you know? Um, mm-hmm. But it is only episode one. You know, and so we can't be too harsh on it because they, they might turn it around uh, substantially and do loads of stuff. You know, um, uh, w- also, one of the biggest... sorry, oh, sorry go on. Go on. I was going to say no, also the title. The title of the show is the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, but Sam yeah. and Bucky spent the entire episode apart. Like, you know, there was there was this like this urging the storytelling to sort of cut into the action as quickly as possible so why did they want us to start you know not having these two characters together you know i i thought that um honestly i thought that when sam was going after the plane and you saw those uh the terrorists had a soldier sort of you know tied up i thought that was going to be bucky and that's who he was trying that's who he was going to rescue but it wasn't, and I just felt disappointed that, you know, in the first episode, what the thing that we, a lot of us fans were looking forward to was seeing Bucky and Sam's dynamic, and we didn't get any of that in the first episode. And I know that they're probably, like, just drawing it out slightly for us to, to look forward to that even more, but that is what we're tuning into the show for, guys. I thought, I thought that was a bit rude. What was a bit rude? Not having them together in the first episode. Well, no. See, I disagree slightly. I think, uh, yeah, I, I've got a feeling we're going to see so much of them in the next five episodes. I mean, how many episodes are there? Six, seven? I think it's a seven or an eight, isn't it? Right. So I, I think we're going to see so much of them. Yeah, and we're gonna, we know we're going to have a, a massive team up 
Um, I've got a feeling we're going to see a lot more um, new superheroes coming in because um, uh, ultimately they are. Pl- I mean, uh, here's another thing: we got to see um, Joaquin Torres, you know, who was played by Danny Ramirez, um, and mm-hmm. he's he's heavy in the comics as well. You know, he kind of helps Falcon a lot. He's like his go-to man. And and funny enough, what happens with uh, Joaquin Torres in the comics? Um, like there's this there's this bit in the comics where the, um, he gets kidnapped by uh, the Sons of the Serpent, who are a terrorist group. Let me just add that. So we're dealing with the same sort of thing here with the flag smash uh, flag smashers, um, and he's like an ally to Sam Torres is yeah. And what basically happens is in the Falcon and Winter, uh, but it was not in the comics. He goes under not, not Falcon Winter Soldier in Captain America and the Falcon. He goes undercover, yeah. Um, and when he goes undercover, basically, um, so he, he gets caught with the serpents. They then use, um, um, a, not a super soldier. I can't remember the comics. Was it super, super soldier serum or do they jet something from, um, Falcon? I can't quite remember. Put that in him. And then he kind of mutates into an actual half Falcon and he then becomes Falcon. Funny enough, when Captain when Falcon takes over Captain America, and it's like the same duo but kind of remixed, if that makes sense. So instead of having mm-hmm. Captain America, like, instead of having Steve Rogers and Sam, Captain America and um, um, Falcon, you have Falcon as Captain America. Sorry, Sam as Captain America, and uh, Rem- um, uh, Torres as um, Falcon. Hmm. Yeah, so, I'm not. I'm not sure if they're going to go that way, but he did have a quite a big kind of role in it. I think he's got a lot more in it. Um, I was happy to see Red Wing. Uh, like they talked about Red Wing a lot more, but I, I don't know. I'm, I'm a bit gutted about Red Wing. I like Red Wing. Red Wing's my favorite character so far. Yeah, so do you know cute. what it is with? <laughs> but Red Wing should be a real freaking Falcon man. Like I thought they might like do a little. No, Red Wing is a li- is a droid. It's basically Sam's R two D two. He is in the bloody MCU, but like in the comics, Red Wing's a real um a, a real Falcon, isn't he? And, and because if you look back at the comics, that's where the story kind of goes from. Like he like um uh, the Red Skull um takes Sam. Um, use the cosmic cube to give him powers. He finds Red Wing and they can uh, talk tele- uh, telepathy. I can't even say it. Telepathically? Telepathically? I can't say it. Yeah. Uh, telepathetically, I should telepathically. say. Telepathically. Um, <laughs> um, and that's <laughs> how he gets his powers and stuff. So I was hoping we would, would, we're going to see a lot more of something like that. Because at the moment, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, because you've just watched, I mean, I have watched all the MCU, as you know, but it's been ages. I haven't really gone back like you have. Now, um, you've gone back and watched them all recently. Does Sam yeah. actually have anything to do with the Winter Soldier serum or does he get any sort of powers? Or is it just him with the Wakandan kind no. of, with the Stark no. Falcon wings and stuff? Yeah, he doesn't get anything super powery from from anywhere. It's just him and his talent, his natural born talent. Now, this is where I think it's a bit weird, though, because... Do you remember, if you look at um, uh, Bartak the Leaper, who was in uh, um, The the Winter Soldier, um, when Steve Rogers, uh, Captain America, is fighting Bartek, it's because Bartek is a super soldier, just like Cap. 
and Cap has a quite a big hard time fighting uh, Bartek in that scene. So how the hell is Sam having a great fight with him? Well, Sam's very trained, isn't he? Sam's very, you know, he's in, been in the military for a long time. You know, he's a very trained up guy. So he he has skills. I understand what you mean, like leveling it out. But I think Sam has skills in different ways, doesn't he? Like using the technology. I think that's what Sam's really good at. It's not necessarily using his physical strength, but using the technology at his fingertips to manipulate that. That's what gives him the edge because he can manipulate those wings and, you know, and fly like a like a real bird. He's brilliant. He's great at, you know, manoeuvring and and uh, his responses are obviously very good as well. But I get what you mean. But no, Sam doesn't have any, um, you know, special powers beyond the fact that he is a military man, really. A bit like Tony, mm. really. You know, like Tony, Tony fights and bush, bush, bosh. But Tony ne- doesn't necessarily have a superpower. Like, he's not got the super serum or anything like that. You know, if you think about later on, when he has the thing removed in uh, Iron Man 3, all he has is the suit. You know, so... Again, that's just Tony using the technology to his advantage, which I think is what Sam does. The thing with Iron Man is, though, I mean, uh, I mean, he's evolved, uh, especially through the comics, and they show that in the Marvel Universe as well. Because, yeah, he has the Iron Man suit, but the Iron Man suit is freaking... Like, the suit is strong as fuck. You know, it's made out of great material. They, he, no one can really smash it. No one can throw, like, bombs at it and he won't get hurt. So, similarly, when he fights, you know, you can see he, he, he needs a suit, yeah, in order to take on superheroes, let's say. Um, however, um, the suit then becomes part of him, um, like they showed in Avengers uh, Endgame with the nanotech uh, after... Um, uh, Iron Man three, so they take the nanotechnology and it get it becomes part and parcel of him in the mm-hmm. comics, and they do that that it just kind of can go around him. So like I I, I get that with um uh, with um, Iron Man and Tony Stark, but I'm not so sure about how Falcon's doing at the moment. There might be something I don't know. Let's see what happens with it. Let's I see. just think that well, he's a very cool. talented person. I just think he's talented and trained. <laughs> Um, we got Very a message here. We got a message. Shall we go for the message quickly? Absolutely. It's one from our listeners last week who uh, we greatly, oh, greatly appreciate it. I've been off stereo for a few days. They've changed it. When I press play, it comes up with yeah, coming message. Yeah. yeah. So you just need to this? then press it. What did you guys like think about Rody's appearance? Cheers, Abby. Rody. Avi. Thank you. Avi. Avi. Why did you you just make up name? No, that's his name. Avi. 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 Thank you very much. What did we think, Chris? Avi, message us in. Let us know your name. I think it's Avi. Are we really going to have an argument? We've only been on for 10 minutes. (laughs) Can I? Um, Keith, and sorry for the listeners. We're going to go back on to Falcon and Winter Soldier in a second. I just didn't realise Stereo's changed its features. What the hell is this play thing? I'm going to press it. Well, it's it's, oh my it's God, double whamming, isn't it? Shows. Yeah. It's double whammy, so you can protect yourself from people messaging in inappropriate things. So it's like a an extra firewall, so to speak. Oh, look at that. Aren't we getting yeah, some... Yeah. Um, 
Stark Tech in the house here. <laughs> some treats. We're getting some treats, Arish. Anyway, answer the bunny um, question. What did I think of Rhodey? Absolutely loved it. I mean, I did uh, call it out last week. I did say, yeah, I, I was looking at the casting list, so Rhodey's in it. Um, I didn't realise it was going to come in so so quick. Um, and ultimately, it's a good thing, because I think it gave us more, like... I think they did it by purpose, because I knew they thought it was going to be a slow start um, into the whole series. So they've kind of given us, you know, these people, War Machine and stuff... Um, and not to mention, he is a lieutenant of the American Army, um, and then, um, but, um, and it was, Bucky. and it was, a, it was a Steve memorial service as well. So, you know, Correct. of course, he was going to be there. I'm surprised more of them weren't there. Actually, I'm surprised they didn't get the whole gang back together for that one bit. Maybe having uh, yeah, Hawkeye in there, that, that, or... the hundred and fifty million budget, they couldn't get it. They go, we spent it on the opening scene. Oh yeah. <laughs> Just shows you how much Steve was loved. Only bloody War Machine could turn up because they could afford him. How rude. Can, can I throw in a little penny here? I need to. I really need to do this. Because I was oh, thinking God. this. And I'm sure I'm sure everybody else was thinking this out there as well. So they've done a, a memorial to him. A memorial is usually done when people are dead. Technically, Steve yeah. Rogers is not dead. He's alive, but he's an old man. So are they lying? To but he could be dead. We don't know, do we? No, I reckon he's dead. Like I reckon that Steve died. Like in the time what, six between. Later? Yeah, why not? He was old, man. He was older <laughs> than he was older than Prince Philip. No, That's old, no, man. Rogers ain't dead. They're gonna bring him back. They have to bring back old Steve at some point. They have to do it. They're, Played by Prince Philip. That's such a cop out if they kill old Steve. Or they just won't mention it again. I couldn't quite work it out. I was like, is he in the background watching all this? Has he turned around and said, right, guys, you're going to have to say I'm dead because I'm old. I don't want people chasing me. I'm going to go and live in the forest with with my kids because his bird's dead. I'll take it. Um, You know, bird's dead. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) His bird's dead, obviously. Obviously, his bird's dead, isn't he? Yeah, Rich. Yeah, his bird's <laughs> dead. So, obviously, he's living in a bush. God. <laughs> you know um, what I mean. Well, we know that she is dead because she dies. I think she died in Civil War. He got the text yeah. message, didn't he, saying she passed away. So, we know right. that in that in that time, she's dead. But then again, it's a new timeline, remember? whole new timeline because of him going back started a whole new timeline off so we don't know what's going on maybe it's the cap that's doing that that is but like fucked up time and the multiverse maybe it was him that did it it wasn't the fact that um you know they all brought people back from the snap and they all went back and changed time in endgame maybe it was actually steve rogers fault uh, yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe. <laughs> or maybe, maybe it was his bird. Maybe it was his bird's fault. <laughs> <laughs> I was sitting there. I was just. I was. I kid you not, Keith. I was watching. I was like, "Why are they doing a memorial for Steve Rogers? I mean, is he dead? Is he? Uh, uh, is he? Is he told? Are they told the world that he's dead? That's why they need a new hero and all like." I, I think there's so many unanswered questions, which we'll probably get the answers to yep. very soon. Um, but I have no clue about that one. I was looking up. I tried to do a bit of research on it, and no one's got anything there. Not even Marvel. And I was like, mm, 
That, that's strange. Um, but let's talk about so Thanos's uh, in, infamous infamous snapchat, yeah, has ca- caused kind of people to go into anarchy um, as they want the world to go back to the way it was, yeah, and then. Um, this is where we see the flag smashers, you know, in the beginning scene, skydiving terrorists and all that kind of stuff. Um, and for me, that it, it, I mean, I found that weird. I, I like it. I like the story because, do you know what? It takes me to what's going on with the world now. Don't you think so? Well, it's natural. It, not naturalism. <laughs> Nationalism, isn't it? It's It's to do with, that's what the flag smashers are. They're like anti- nationalists so therefore they're trying to sort of break down the barriers uh between communities and between countries which you know is admirable in some way i have a similar mentality to flag smashers but obviously holy shit he's a terrorist no i'm not a terrorist (laughs) i'm not i don't mean i wouldn't do it like that i would just peacefully you know i would sit at home watch eastenders going hmm do you know what i don't think there should be any uh any barriers in the world i think that we should just all be allowed to go wherever we want to that's like i'm not going to go and rob a bank and punch you know young (laughs) journalists in the face or anything i just think that um i do share a little bit of the fact flag smashers (laughs) flag smashers oh my god i don't even no, I certainly don't. Thank you very much. Um, yeah. Flag smashers. If we could just um, completely get rid of the last 10 seconds. Uh, flag smashers. <laughs> I do I do share their, you know, their message. I, I think, what is, I mean, what's wrong with that? And I'm, I'm just looking at an interview here with the director of the first episode and um, the person who is also, I can't remember his name now, but he's also... Um, the showrunner. So the question was, one of the villains established in the episode are the Flag Smashers. In the comics, mm. Flag Smashers' end goal is doing away with nationalism um, is something that they strive for, especially considering that now we're living, living through a very nationalist time in the world. How did you decide you wanted Flag Smashers to be part of the show? And he answered very briefly... Uh, we really wanted this to be a series that presents superhero mythology of the times. We wanted it to be relevant. We wanted to be forward-facing. Look at what look at what's happening in the MCU. Thanos disappeared half the planet's population, gone for five years, and then they reappeared. That is a global problem, right? That's a problem everyone on the planet had to deal with. That's also happening in the real world today. So all the villains were born from that spirit and villains who actually believe they're heroes because they're responding to the state of the world as opposed to some personal agenda or a quest for power or a want for a million dollars. So, yeah, I think that's really interesting. The, the, The flag smashers are a villain that are try- are sort of reacting to world events. They're not out for personal gain, you know. And let's just try and think about the situation, right? You've got those half the population that have gone missing for five years. Obviously, in those five years, society has rebuilt itself. 
there are you know maybe a lot of uh jobs have now been given over to automation because there wasn't enough people to do the jobs so maybe there's the jobs are not there now for the people that have come back uh from the snapshot you know maybe their food production you know maybe food production was scaled back massively because there wasn't that many people to feed and now there are you know um so much that you know economically and globally that would actually make some people think maybe it was actually best if the people from the snapshot didn't come back you know i can imagine can you imagine like feeding uh four billion people and then literally overnight that rose to eight billion you just be like shit we can't feed anyone we can't house anybody where are they gonna live yeah Keith, I totally agree. And that, I, that was my thoughts when I was kind of watching it. Like, it, it really opened up the world. And I was thinking about the times now. Because there's a lot of people who don't want to go back to the world after COVID, you know. Because the world's changed so much. Uh, people are at home doing things differently. You'll get people who, like, don't want to, you know, the world to go back the way it was. Let's just look at, I'm not, listen, the Green Party is a good party. Let me just say that now. But there are people saying, oh, the pollution will rise. All that stuff will happen again, you know, um, whereas yeah. uh, the pollution rates have gone down, everything, all that stuff, ultimately making these kind of groups of people who will be uh, dead against kind of, you know, governments and stuff like that, going back to normal way of living. And ultimately, you're right. It is the in the comics, Flag Smasher, he's a he's a type, he, he's a good character. How can I put it? He's, he's like my hero. Can... Nah, he's like an opposite. He's an anti-hero. He's like opposite to Captain America. They believe in the same ideals, but they do it in different ways. And that's why Cap has to go against him because he doesn't believe in democracy, really. Mm. Uh, and that's the well, problem with think... that. But yeah, I just, I just think there's a lot to say here. You know, when we're watching Endgame and we're cheering them on, you know, and everybody comes back and we're cheering on. Yeah, how short-sighted were we? How blind were we? We were all just cheering because we wanted Black Panther to come back. We wanted Spider-Man to come back. We wanted Doctor Strange and all the Guardians of the Galaxy to come back. But what we didn't realise is that there was also 4 billion people that were also going to come back and drain the resources of a planet that was just starting to recover from a catastrophe. And I think I'm going to watch it now in a completely different light. In fact, I'm probably going to cheer on Thanos. Well, oh, <laughs> Come on, Thanos. Flick your fingers. This... Come on, do it again. <laughs> Keith, Keith. Ultimately, this isn't so far from the truth as well. In the comics, Thanos isn't bad. I mean, if you look at Thanos' reasoning, yeah... His reasoning for trying to get rid of half of the world's... Well, we've got to be very careful what we're saying here now. His reasoning for... Well, no, we're talking about a comic book. We're talking yeah, about a comic uh, book. Of, of, <laughs> of half the world's population. is because he believes that we don't look after the world and we're a, a low cre thing. So by doing this, you know, the world will be at peace and there'll be a lot more good stuff rather than negative stuff, you know? Ultimately, that's... But also, like, he has, he has a personal story... You know, at the end yeah, of um, at the end of Infinity War, oh, yeah. Well, well the end of Infi yeah. in the end of Infinity War, we get to see Thanos's home planet and what it used to look like, and what happened yeah. because of over overpopulation and draining of resources. So he has like a personal experience at that. You know, who's to say 
And I'm just theorising, guys. I'm not saying that I believe in any of this, but we're trying to relate it to the Marvel Universe. But who's to say in 100, 200 years' time, people will look, will look back at us today and think, why didn't we do something about it? Why didn't we enforce uh, more prominent birth control? Why didn't we, you know, s- stop having babies? You know, like who's to say that in, a, in 100, 200 years' time, people won't understand why we didn't do that? because the population of the world has become too big and we can't support it. And I think that that is what we are coming into um, Falcon and Winter Soldier with. We're looking at a world that has managed to rebuild itself uh, to a point where it can manage the people uh, that are there. And then suddenly after the snapshot and everyone comes back, the world is struggling. You know, like it's (laughs) we all thought it was a happy ending, but it really isn't. And I love that. I love the fact that... um, Kevin Feige and the team have sat around and gone, yay, guys, we brought everyone back from the snapshot. But what actually real social, political, environmental impact is that going to have on a world that was managing its resources for half the population? And I love that. I like that idea. And you know what? You're absolutely I'm with you. You know, and I love the, the whole idea and stuff like that. Um, which goes to, to take me on to the next big thing that happened in uh, uh, the series as well in the first episode was that whole, and I've always asked this question. I think the world has, and I have looked at it. I remember asking my brother when I was young and the question I asked him, because uh, for those of you who don't know, if you're new to the show, um, the real Marvel fan for me was my brother. Um, he used to collect all the comics. I didn't, I never had no money. I was only a little kid. Um, and I didn't read them because I couldn't read. And what he would do is he would tell me the stories. So a lot of the stories kind of go through him telling me that's how I know them. Um, and then, um, unfortunately, he passed away. Um, and, and I have read half of the comics. There's still loads there. I showed Keith a picture once. Was it you or Vader? I showed a picture of all the comics that we've got. Have I, did I it was both Keith? of us. Yeah, oh, yeah, you yeah. showed it to me. Yeah, and um, I, so there's still some I need to go through. and that. So that, that this is where a lot of my knowledge comes from, you know. Um, and what I remember asking him sitting there going, how do they get paid? Right. And he laughed and I remember <laughs> saying, well, some, and he goes, some of them have jobs, you know, like you look at Peter Parker, he's got a little job and this, that. And I was like, yes, yeah, a bit crap. And I remember him telling me about kind of, um, the fantastic four, they're scientists and they get paid as a government and that, you know, and ultimately I could never work out like, well, they're doing all this stuff. How do they live and stuff? And they asked that big question in the um, in the Falcon and Winter Soldier. It's like, like, what do they? And especially like they've got no credit. And this is again a, re- a reflection of the times we are living in. None, a lot of us haven't worked. A lot of us haven't earned the money that we were. So if we were to come out of uh, lockdown now and try and get loans and restart our lives, the banks ain't going to give us shit. Well, they say, don't they, that people can't get a loan uh, because people have disappeared for five years, you know, and there was they had no sort of credit history and they hadn't been paying bills for five years. So therefore, they they hadn't built up their credit so they couldn't get a loan, which I thought, hang on a minute. But they weren't there. They weren't around. You know, they were they were they were nothing. And that just shows you like the banking system. Bankers are all wankers. <laughs> they are, you know, like banks. Banks are horrible. Like. You know, the, uh, uh, the pure reason for banking, the pure motivation behind a bank is to get people in debt 
so that they have to pay back money with interest so the bank makes money. That is literally what a bank is for. And, um, you know, and, and I think I, I liked that in the episode. I really did enjoy the fact that we were getting to see sort of behind the curtain of um, an Avengers life. But in the same, at the same time, I didn't like it because I felt like it was breaking down walls and uh, exposing things about the lives of the Avengers, which personally just makes them seem a little bit more mundane to me. And I don't want the Avengers to seem mundane. I want them to be superheroes. I know, what but that's so, that's the beautiful that's the so beautiful thing about it. And I remember that, that some of the first people to ever kind of toy with this. I mean, the Marvel has always toyed with it with with um, with poverty with some uh, characters. I remember there's one comic because uh, the Hulk is known as like one of the most poorest. Um, kind of superheroes purely because he's on on the run fucking half of his life so he hasn't got no money and he's like he's trying to beg people for money and stuff um and that's why these comics spoke to people like us when we're young because it shows that we're all human no matter what you know um and remember that word you get super then human you know so they might have powers but ultimately we have um uh, human emotions human thoughts and which, which is quite amazing, you know, and I love that anyway. For me, it's a big thing, but it's also quite a sad thing. And the second people to toy with it was um, the Incredibles, the Disney's Incredibles. Do you remember that? Yeah, absolutely. And they've yeah, got that was the normal that jobs, was. and yeah, yeah, that was the sort Dealing of first with... film to to lower the the curtain, wasn't it, on what it was like to be a superhero and you know, have a family and everything, you know. Oh, I think, um, I know it's very unusual, but I think Thanos might actually be on stereo. You what? I think Thanos might be on stereo. I think he's just left us a message. Hi, Thanos. I ignored my destiny once. (laughs) I cannot do that again. Even for you. I'm sorry, little one. Jake, oh, Jake, um, Jake. Thank you so Thanos, much. Thanos, Thanos, Thanos. Um, I, I, I just followed Jake for that because that was brilliant. And Jake loves to sing, write, act, do voice impressions, a wannabe actor and an author, and one day also be part of the Xbox family. There you go. Shout out to you, Jake. <laughs> Interesting. Hi, Jake. Thank you very much for that brilliant impression of Thanos there. That was very entertaining and very well done. Uh, yeah, thank you. That was um, stupendous. stupendous. Which, moves, which moves me on to the next bit, Keith. Because after okay. listening to Jake's tra- traumatic, traumatic dialogue, yeah, from Avengers Endgame, um we face somebody else with post-traumatic stress uh, disorder with PTSD. And that is Bucky mm-hmm. Barnes in episode one. Yeah. So, <laughs> yep. What do you think of that whole bit there? Well, you know, I thought that. <clears throat> so uh, let me get this right. Was this the story? He befriended uh, that old man because he knew already that he had killed his son and he was trying to do some good. Or was it just a coincidence? 
No, so actually, so ultimately, what he's doing is so you know, as he's the Winter Soldier, he, he uh, under Hydra, he commits huge amounts of crime. Um, yeah. And now that he's kind of uh, back to normal, he tries to track down the people that he's hurt and find their families uh, and try and kind of make things right. A bit like that guy. Do you remember there used to be a series on Ch- My Name Is Earl when he's got a little karma list? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember that. I only saw a few episodes of that, but I remember, yeah. So you have to go around and make it up. Yeah. Yeah. It's very like that. It's the same sort of thing. If anything, it might be having a nod to it for all we know. Um, But so he's got this list and he has two lists. um, It's a nod to one of the comics as well, but where he goes out to try and get the people, um, kill the people that ultimately did harm to him and stuff. Because I don't know if you noticed, Zemo was on the list as well. Yeah, <clears throat> well, but so that was, remember, that, that was... like, it's not—it's not always a list of of people that he needs to make up for. Remember that there was that woman where he controlled the car, and Correct, um, yeah. got the got the police involved uh, to come and arrest her. So, like, they're obviously on the list as well with people that he needs to to go after because of the things that they made him do, and now he wants to get justice uh, for not. For the people that died, you know, the people that he was made to kill by the the uh, the ultimate bad bad bads, and now he's getting them arrested by the police. So, you know, Zemo could be on that list as a baddie bad, or he could be on the list as someone that Bucky needs to make up to. I reckon it's a baddie bad, but then again, you know, Zemo had a motivation of grief. Uh, for what he was doing in uh, Civil oh, blah, 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 Winter Soldier, which which one does Zemo appear in? Winter Soldier or Civil War? Civil I can War. Never remember. Civil War. Civil War. Okay. Mm. Yeah. So yes. Um, yeah, I, I I think that it's going to be interesting when Zemo comes back in and they tie that into the story because obviously he has a, ultimately a very unfinished story. You know, we just see him, um, as Rishi would put it, in a box with a hobbit at the end of Civil War. <laughs> he was, he was in a box with a hobbit. <laughs> yeah, or Martin Freeman, the very respected actor, Rishi. <laughs> Do you know, more than... Um, um, i, I got to say this, guys, stay tuned, because I, I have pieced a few bits together where I think I know where Zemo's going to come in and what's going to happen and who's kind of involved in a few things. Remember, disclaimer, these are theories. Um, some of our theories have been right. Some have been totally off. But, hey, it's still good to play with some, them. Some have been totally off. <laughs> Listen, no, I, the ones that you're saying are not off, I still believe are going to happen just later on. I just climaxed too early. I verbally climaxed. That's all it is. <laughs> You theorized climax too early. That's fair. Yeah, that's fair. But I could, I, I couldn't even go back and listen to our one division episodes because I just cringe. What I just go? What are you two talking about? I still oh, think it's gonna happen. I still believe we're gonna see all these characters, like we said, Mephisto and stuff like that. It's just gonna happen later on. Rishi, we and said that Ian McKellen was gonna come in at the end. And the wonder was going to say, no more mutants. And there was going to be mutants everywhere. Okay. <laughs> let, 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 let we got it wrong. No, let me just say something. I keep, keep saying we got it wrong. I, I, I'm on the other side. I'm on the, 
the, the, gla- the glass is half full side rather than half empty. Um, <laughs> b- because let's be honest, the director of one <sighs> did come out and say that there were scenes that they've deleted. They were going to have a big bad. They were going to have these things because of COVID and filming restrictions. They could have got so they got sk- scenes of a demon. Uh, where where Wiccan and Speed run in to get the the Darkhold, not Darkhold, yeah, the Darkhold book, um, and, um, and and a demon comes out from the Rabbit Scratchy, which could have been Senior Scratchy or whatever. So we know this has been filmed; it's in the vault. Um, so I think some of our theories were correct; they're just not shown. It's a bit like the Justice League Schneider cut. Oh God! Don't you dare! What? <laughs> Don't even mention it. Why would you bring it? Why would you even bring it up? You've just literally brought a demon into this conversation. I I didn't say the two letters. I just said Schneider cut. Yeah. JL, I've not said. I've not said what form of Geyser cut. (laughs) (laughs) The Geyser cut. Um. Yeah. Okay, that's four four hours of my life. I'm never getting back. Just saying. I didn't um, mind it. I, 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 my, I, I got to say this. Sorry for even because I am a bit of. A, I'm, a, I'm just a nerd in comics and stuff. So I, I do got to say this. Sorry, Keith. Um, I liked it, but I'm upset the fact that we've got it now because originally I could live with the fact that the first one was so bad and that's why we didn't get a sequel. Now I feel we've got a sequel that's worthy of another sequel, but we're never going to get it. So ultimately, it's made no difference to my no, life. No, you're never going to get it. No, 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 you're never going to get it. Oh, 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 like no, it. you're never going to get it. Um, yeah, <laughs> uh, I thought it was overblown. I thought some of the dialogue was atrocious. And yeah, I, I, I cleaned my house, made dinner, and did a lot of chores around it. So... Yeah, just saying. You must say though, it was better than the first JA to JL. I don't know. I think I did. I think I had a massive nap during the first one, the the one in the cinema. I napped quite a lot during a lot of the uh, the DC movies in the cinema. Ah, you swore, you son of a gun! How oh, bugger! Marvel Mondays. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Sorry. That's five pound you owe me now. I well, I fell asleep during a lot of dick cop films um, <laughs> in the cinema. Just saying, uh, yeah, especially the Batman versus what's his name? God, terrible. Anyway, let's forget about that. Let's move on. So anyway, we don't talk about, dick about cop. Bucky, Bucky facing post traumatic syndrome, going for killing people and stuff like that, and. I think I now think he's going to be not the old big bad and stuff like that. I reckon we're going to see some sort of something where um, some of um, his Winter Soldier antics might come back, but ultimately refire. It might not be a lot, might be a 10 minute scene or whatever, um, because I think Bucky is the one with the problem, not Sam. Because originally when we saw the first trailers, we were like Sam's being defiant um, and he's not listening to Bucky and Bucky's trying to go with the old Captain America way, and Bucky's kind of this American reckless sort of guy. Um, I don't see that's the thing. I think Sam's the the one who's actually quite the sensible one, and Bucky's going to be the one not listening to orders and just, like, really upset with Sam because uh, Cap's not there. Yeah, I think I see Bucky at the moment as going through, like, something. Um, I think that... Because he's seeing the 
the consequences of his actions. Therefore, he's going to want to get revenge on the people that forced him to do those actions. So I think that he's going to go all Winter Soldier. You know, that element of him is going to come back, that that violent, you know, sort of super soldier um, action is going to come back. But I think it's going to be directed at the people that made him uh, that way in the first place. I don't think he's going to be, you know, like the bad Winter Soldier that we've had previously. Although I did like the way that we, the first time we do see him is in that dream sequence and it's quite realistic. It matches up quite well to the scenes that we'd seen previously. So I did think, oh shit, Bucky's slipped back into his old ways or he's working for someone. But then obviously ultimately it turned out to be a dream. Yeah, it turned out to be a dream sequence. So we were were lucky. But uh, yeah, I I think that um, he's going to, maintain all of those you know negative winter soldier aspects of his personality but they're just going to be directed at other people that that deserve to be um have their asses whipped mm-hmm. definitely right quick little shout out guys before we go into the next bit um, i love doing this oh i love a shout out show, show my appreciation well we love showing our appreciation so big up to sugar yep. sugar that's his name uh oh, sugar, sugar. seven <laughs> type something. Well, you best start sending some messages if you're not typing. San- type something. Daddy legs. Um, I can't say this name. Jaruti nine nine. Jaruti nine nine. Jaruti nine nine. I'll pick up Jaruti nine nine. Thank you. Mighty Cuban. Uh, monkey minded. Uh, Bad Bunny. What's going on, Bad Bunny? X Ray uh, Ray Del- uh, Delta. Foxy. Um, DK. Nick Rob. Uh, Nick Rob. Sorry, Nick Rob. Nick Rob, God, sorry, my mouse kind of going all over the place. Uh, simply... <laughs> Nick Rob. <laughs> oh dear, Laurie Marie, hello, my Laurie Marie. Simply Lisa, God's sake. Um, Petite Sophie, Jay Bond, everybody else in the room. There's so many of you. Um, I will definitely get to you. Big up, Dick point. Rob. How are you doing, <laughs> guys? As we go into the next bit, can you message us in and let us know what you think of Bucky. Do you think what do you think Bucky's going to play? He's going to be play the 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 kind of bad guy. Do you think we're going to see Winter Soldier come back in? Um, let us know. Absolutely. Wishy reviews and Keith Andrew twenty twenties uh, Marvel Mondays. Yeah, I'm not being rude, but you lot are being very quiet today. Usually, you're quite vocal. Uh, are we actually whapping out the big guns, and therefore you don't want to message in? You just want to listen. That's fine. <laughs> That's absolutely fine. But um, please do let us know because we really do uh, love getting the interaction from our listeners. Uh, yes. Anyway, we have a message. Here we go. No, Groot. You'll die. Well, why, why are you doing this? Why? We <laughs> are Groot. Oh. I love that. Uh, that is absolutely really good for a Marvel Monday. I love it. We are group. That's so cute. I love that bit. That's one of my favorites. Big up. That's Jay. one of my favorites. Big up, big up, big up. Um, Thank you very right. much, my friend. One of the things I need to go on now to Keith, I have to. I have to do it. Go on, then. I told you about I told everyone about the anti-cap. I said there was an anti-cap. I think that's what we're going to see because that's what it's so yeah. And we have John Walker 
who's played by Wyatt Russell. You know who Wyatt Russell is? I don't know, but I'm just going to say, you know that Captain America is my favourite, but when he came out with his squashy little face, I was not happy. <laughs> so, just <laughs> let you know, Wyatt, Wyatt, Wyatt Russell is Kurt Russell's son. Is it? That, yeah, but Kurt, Kurt Russell hasn't got a squat. Kurt Russell hasn't got a squashy little face. So why is he? It doesn't make sense. And uh, I, when he came out and we saw his face, I was like, "Do you know what it reminded me of?" Not you. Before you say anything, yeah, All right. Sorry, but mm. but you know, uh-huh. you, I've seen okay. so many people who use this um, the preface thing where they put their faces as kind of um, uh, the the, the superheroes, yeah. Yeah. And I've seen people, you know, where their face just doesn't look good on certain things. Not your one was quite good, I must admit. Yeah. But thank you. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was. But I've seen people do it. And you're like, you know, when you watch the preface app thing and it looks really terrible and you're like, oh, my God, that just looks bad. Why do you even bother doing that? That's what it looked like. Someone did on that anti-cap or that Captain America. That we've got. <laughs> the, the I couldn't stop laughing. Yeah. Like, his, his face looks weird. Yeah, it looked really weird. He looked like he looked like he was. Do you remember those like um, those grannies, like the old grannies that don't have any teeth and they're like their mouths sort of fold up over each other? That's what he looked like. He looked like he was chewing on a wasp. I hope he wasn't chewing on the wasp. She's got another film coming up. <laughs> that was a good joke. It didn't. Um, yeah, I know. I was laughing. It didn't suit him. Uh, I must admit, it didn't suit him. Big, um, but for those of you who don't know about the, I mean, uh, the anti-cap story is a big story. Now, I I believe they're going to go this way. I'm not saying this is what's going to happen. So, if you ever read, there's a comic book series that run for about two years or a year and a half. It didn't go long. It came out uh, in the mid 2000s, and it was uh, Captain America and Falcon. Um, and it is about this how, and it, it's, it's, it, it's a great comic for you guys that to go out there and read if you want to know what's going on with the Falcon Winter Soldier and really get to know the characters behind. Captain America's kind of losing it a little bit. He's getting a bit old. Um, um, there's this. They make another Captain America. The U.S. government do um, using the Super Soldier Serum, and ultimately he's Captain America gone bad. You know, he has the same powers as Cap. He does everything that Cap can do, but he's kind of in turmoil with his life because, you know, he grew up in a bad way. So he, like, he's got his own P, uh, PTSD sort of thing. Um, he goes on the run. There's a, In the comics, you have Scarlet Witch and stuff, and they're on a plane. He goes rogue. The plane crashes in Hawaii. Then they go and try and find him, and then you get fragments of the Cosmic Cube that you're trying to do. There's a, there's a lot to it. And ultimately, there's this whole thing uh, by the end of it where, he gives uh, Falcon um, the the shield, but the, the American agencies don't think he should have have the shield purely because of race, because they think America is not ready for a black um, Captain America. And, and that was and once again, we're talking about how Marvel always uh, gets in their comics or the MCU. They always do things which are absolutely essence. Uh, of what's go culturally or socially with what's going on with the time because back then in 2005 when the comic came out 2006 there was talks of black presidents and stuff like this but america wasn't really up for it um and hence why they wrote that comic on there and you and you can see that as well especially what they're doing with the mcu at the moment with the movies and the the disney plus stories really taking on the time so 
My take is that they are going to go down this storyline um, using the flag smashers a little bit. But I have a, I think a spoiler alert, which is going to happen ultimately because I did go back and read the comics a bit. And I was looking into two things and I thought, oh, my God, if I'm correct, they might go through this route. So stay tuned with that. What do you think, Keith, that I'm, what I'm saying here? Can you hear me, Rich? Keith? Just breaking up a little bit, mate. Yeah. yeah, now I can. Oh, yeah, sorry. I think I was having earphone trouble. Oh. Um, can you hear me now? I can. You're kind of like Robotnik. Yeah, yeah can you, I'm Robotnik now. Hello, oh, no, can you, you hear me? Exterminate. You sound like Exterminate. a darling. Exterminate. Right, hang on, hang on. Sorry, guys. Keith is having some technical issues, so I'm just going to. What about now? What about it. now? Oh yeah, now you're back. You're back now. I've taken my headphones out. They were playing up a little bit. Oh. Big up everyone who's listening. All 15 listeners in the room. Thank you so much. Please do. Share this chat with any of your Marvel fanatic friends because anyone uh, who comes to Marvel Monday as a newbie gets so much love for me and Rishi. More from Rishi, but that's just, you know, that's just Rishi. Um, and uh, yeah, follow us if you want to. Follow us on Instagram. We always are having some cheeky bants on there. And today we are talking about uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier episode one which you can watch right now if you haven't already on Disney Plus. Disney Plus, Rishi. Disney Plus. We are not sponsored by Disney Plus. I promise. Disney Plus. Yeah, we are not sponsored by Disney Plus. Uh, but please go over to Disney Plus and watch Falcon and Winter Soldier uh, purely because it's great Disney entertainment. Plus. As And Disney Plus always do everything that is amazing. Um, so, yeah, we had to say that. Right, now we can move on. Uh, to one more the thing, though. <laughs> one more thing, though. I just need to also say... That uh, Rishi, did you know that Marvel Monday is the oldest show on, or the longest running show on stereo? I've heard people have been telling me this. I don't know how true this is. All right, don't get too excited, Rish. Jesus, I'm excited internally. Right, okay, moving on. <laughs> I tell you, here's another thing that you uh, might have heard as well: um, that they've picked the new Wolverine. Um, oh Jesus Christ! Are we getting all the all the uh, you know gags done in one go today? Are we just gonna like literally mm. plop them all out there as quickly as possible? I'm just saying for all the new listeners, if you head to my Instagram, scroll down, it is revealed who the new Wolverine's gonna be. Right? Yeah, um and. Before you say anything, I'm the right height. I look exactly like him. I smoke cigars. It's, hey, you know, it's, I'm just saying. Wolverine. Yeah, well, I heard, Dan, I heard that Daniel Radcliffe's been cast. So, um, bad luck, Rich. Do you know what? Go. <laughs> I, 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 hope, I hope your Disney Plus doesn't work next week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks. Disney Plus. <laughs> Disney Plus. Disney Plus. <laughs> right. right. Let's we... get rid of messages because I, yeah, I, I want to talk about, I, I do want to talk about John Walker because he's going to be a big part of this thing, I reckon. Excellent. Excellent. Mm. Let's go. Oh. Oh. Happy. 
Sorry, my message might have sent twice, but yeah, this is actually what I sound like. I've been doing voice impressions now since I was 12. Um, I'm going to be 22 in June this year. And yeah, I plan on being a voice actor and a writer one day. Ah, 22. You've got plenty of time, my friend. Plenty of time. Do you know You're what? Very talented. Carry on going, mate. You sound yeah. absolutely great. Um, yeah. And, you know, with hard work and persistence, you'll always make it. Um, yeah, man, just keep doing it. Don't stop. Don't stop. Yeah, I've got a show coming up, shameless plug, on the 4th of, of April um, at 7 o'clock GMT here on Stereo, which is talking about becoming an actor with uh, Christopher Commander, because me and Christopher are both in the industry, so to speak. So uh, come and listen to that, because we're going to be whapping out some some jewels and diamonds of knowledge about being in the uh, industry. So please do join us. Yeah, today. you're an actor, aren't you? We, we, oui, monsieur, je suis un acteur. Yeah. All right. Well, well. I, I, I'm a method actor. <laughs> Crystal method actor. Right. Anyway, let's go. What do you guys think about Sam's sister? I think she's going to have him killed so she can take the boat in the house and sell him. It is a Dallas storyline. No, that's not going to be happening. Yeah, it's not going to happen. I mean, I think her storyline is interesting. I think, is there a character maybe that she could become? No, Sam's sister doesn't become anything, actually. I mean, we do need... I mean, I always said even the last few uh, episodes uh, ago where I was talking about, I think Falcon and Winter Soldier is going to talk a lot more about Sam's past because in the comics, he has a great past, like how his father died, how his mother died, um, you know, because how he was in a gang. And there, there was a lot, a lot uh, of backstory with him, how he becomes the Falcon. And I've already mentioned that in this, in this show with the... Um, with the red skull and the cosmic cube and you know how he's got um the falcon red wing who actually kind of talks to him telepathy so there's all this stuff that i thought they might sort of touch on and i think they're doing this with a kind of a bit of a a little an american storyline but i mean i don't know i don't know what his sister could do i mean maybe the, the 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 listeners might know a bit more they can chime in and let us know but i don't i don't think so no, I think she's a plot device. I think that ultimately at some point she could be used as a bargaining chip. I think that always happens. We're always introduced to family members and then later on in the series they are then used as a way of getting the hero to do something he doesn't want to do uh, because their lives are at risk. And I just think, trust me, that's going to happen. I'm, I'm putting it down now. The, the, the villain will come for his sister and his nephews. I guarantee you. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. It happens in every single book. Like, as soon as we're introduced to a family member, that always happens. Yeah, yeah. I think I, I think you're right. I, I, yeah, I think something like that will definitely happen. But she, 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 she's definitely not got a, a Marvel kind of character like... Um, like we saw with Monica Rambo and all that kind of stuff. There's nothing like that for her. So, 
I, I doubt we'll see anything. She's just a plot, like you said, a plot device. Yeah. It's like Jessica Jones, isn't it? Jessica Jones um, is a superhero, but in the show, in the TV series, she really pushes against it. You know, like, they're like, oh, what, what about if you call yourself Jewel? And she's like, oh, that's a horrible name. You know, so she really pushes against her Marvel persona. And, um, yeah. Well, I don't go. I don't go with the shows because uh, they're not canon. Do you know what, Rishi? I'd like to put you <laughs> in a canon. I'd like to put you in a canon and fire you out into the Atlantic Ocean. Just saying. All right. It's not, not so me. Rude. It's. It, it's <laughs> not me. That's it. Kevin Feige himself oh said it. Oh my god! Show me the proof. Show me the evidence. Fake news. No, it's not. Kevin Feige has turned around and said he goes not canon. Rishi, all Marvel fans know this. I know what you're saying. Jessica Jones and Daredevil are canon because they're gonna. There was rumours that they're gonna bring um, Fisk slash um, what's his name Kingpin back at some point into the universe. So, (sighs) I don't know. Actually, I don't know about Daredevil. I I know. I know he says Shield is not canon. Oh I don't know God. about doing it. Right, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> you only do it to right. wind me up. Yeah, so, well. guys, welcome to Marvel Mondays with Keith Andrew 2020s and your boy Rishi's Reviews. We're talking about the Falcon and Winter Soldier. Um, episode one, yep, as but... you can see, has been aired. There's a lot to talk about. Um, we've gone over a few bits. Um, I, I want to ultimately talk a lot more about kind of Joaquin Torres as well, who's played by Danny Ramirez, who is... Who in the comics actually becomes Falcon? But one of the biggest things that I love, did you see the when he's talking about because the episode is actually called um, World Con- not World Conspiracies, what was it called? New World Order, yeah, right? So they're ultimately going down the conspiracy line and everything is a conspiracy of what's happened. Um, and there's this amazing talk that he has when he's with um, Sam and he goes. Um, is it true? Do you think Captain America's up there on the moon and stuff like that? And he goes, no, I really believe that was not a coincidence. And that was that wasn't just for that. That dialogue there about the moon wasn't just put in there because ultimately there's so much about the moon. I mean, the inhumans live on the moon. Yeah. Right now. I don't. I mean, did you ever watch the inhumans, the 2017 no. thing series? No, I was told by everyone not to watch it. Yeah, it's shit. It is shit. Um, I, I, I never liked it. But, I mean, I, it, they are part of Marvel and they, they, they're a great comic. So I did watch it for that. It was nice to see the characters, but it was done really bad, considering how much money they spent and it was going to get released in IMAX and all that kind of stuff. Um, but Inhumans was very bad. Um, but ultimately, that they... they their storylines are amazing. So I've got a feeling they are talking about um, the Inhumans there. So kind of, I'm not sure that we're going to see an Inhumans movie or we're going to see any Inhumans characters. We know we've got the internals coming out. However, it's kind of a nod to say, look, there's more people on the moon and stuff like that. Um, In one of the comics, you have Fury, who also kind of lives on the moon for a little while, which is quite funny. Hmm. Um, but what what do you think the link of the cap on the moon is? Do you think that that's a true story? 
No, 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 no. Cap's, Cap's never gone on the moon. Well, I don't know. Has he? Mm. No, Cap's never gone on the moon. Um, I've, I think it was just a nod to the, the, the whole storyline of Fury being on the moon and the Inhumans. That's what I took out of it anyway. anyway. But also remember this time we got Sword. Because like, WandaVision is running like pretty much at the same time as this. Maybe this is happening just after. Alright, okay, here's the thing. I they don't actually say when this is taking place at well they haven't at the moment. Well, two but... months two months after the blit after everyone came back, they said. Because remember when he's doing the speech at the memorial, he's oh, right, he mentions yeah. that it's two months since everyone comes back. So what Okay, sorry, so, I missed that then. So um one division is, is two weeks, isn't it? After So this is after. Back. Yeah. No, so one division. One division was five weeks. Oh, five weeks. So yeah. five weeks is is a month, and this is taking place two months after. So it's probably just taking place just after, like the the last of like events of one division. But what I'm talking about is like swords, you know, like you know what what swords presence um gonna be in these sort of events you know is sword going to play a part at all do you think in falcon and winter soldier well they have already spill the beans rishi (laughs) we saw the sword (laughs) logo did we where on um captain uh, vasan he has he's got the sword logo on the the guy that um sam goes to save in the helicopter oh i didn't realize that yeah, he's got oh, the sword cool. logo on his uh, thing. Oh, so he's sword. Yeah. That, so, not- sword's still heavily there. Um, so, I mean, there's two ways of looking at this. In the comics, sword is generally good, you know? Um, yes, shield, get, and, and I'm saying shield because you've got to realise the earth kind of plane is more shield. Sword is more kind of space and so forth. So, <laughs> um, you got to kind of take that with a pinch of salt when I say sword or shield. But, um, shield... Um, does get infiltrated by uh, the scrolls and stuff like that, and some agents do go bad and whatever. So ultimately, is that what we saw with Hayward? But Sword itself is generally good. Monica Rambeau is Sword. Let's not forget, and she's good. Yeah, absolutely. You know? So yeah, it's an internal affairs thing going on here. Um, you know, where some are, some are good, some are bad. I reckon. Um, I don't know what, what way they're going to play in it, but I mean, is he, he's working? Is, is he working for Sword? I mean, what organization is Sam working for? Well, I would the say the government, like in general, because remember also at that in that sequence when he's chasing the helicopter and they're about to go into Libyan airspace, um, mm. they say to him, "Like you can't do that. That's going to break the rules." Like are those rules laid out by um, the Sokovian Accords? Well, I don't know actually about the Sokovia Accords now. So I don't know if you realise something here as well. So do you know when they're at the memorial and they go into the kind of like the cat museum? Yeah. Um, when they're walking past and he's talking to uh, Rhodey, um, behind Sam is a thing. It says the Sokovia Accords. It's like a newspaper article. And you can read it and it shows that Basically, it's a big old paragraph, but in that paragraph, it explains 
that uh, about Zemo, about how it got infiltrated, and that's why then everyone got pardoned because they realised that it was done to break up the Avengers rather than unite them to save the world, so they don't save the world. Right. So the so Sokovian Awards that... don't really exist now, do they? At the moment, I think. Hmm. I don't know. If there's any listeners out there that could answer that question, do the Sokovia Records still exist? Or do they still have a place in the Marvel Universe now after the events of Civil War and obviously um, what's happening with Falcon and Winter Soldier? I don't personally know. I couldn't quite work it out. But I thought that maybe it was a Sokovia record that prevented Sam from crossing into Libyan airspace. No, but well, because if you look at, well, I think there's anything you can't just cross into anybody else's country's airspace, can you? Like, like we can't just go into France's airspace without letting them know. Can't we? Oh, shit. No. I bet get out of French airspace. Hang on, Rich, I'm just well, landing. Woo! Plop. Well, you know, I, I do that sometimes in my private jet, but... Yeah, of course. Me too. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that, that I mean, so I, I've got a feeling, that, and that's why he's pardoned as well, because if you think about it, with all the crimes, when he's talking to the the, 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 um, the psychologist, um, she goes, you're pardoned for your crimes, but uh, but you have to come to therapy. Mm-hmm. So I think yeah. like everything's kind of forgiven now after the snapshot. Yeah. No, no, I think that, um, yeah. Yeah, interesting. I'm just trying to process that information. Hmm. It'd be mm. really interesting to know just what that what that world situation is, whether Sokovia Accords, where do the Avengers stand now? Obviously, the Avengers mm. are in good stead because they saved the fruit motherfucking world. Yeah, definitely. Um, so that's one of the things. Now, I noticed some other things now. So when we move on to the whole series, people, guys, 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 message us in. This is Rishi Reviews and Keith Andrews with Marvel Monday, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Let us know what you thought about it. Did you like it? Did you not? Are you excited for more to come? You know, have you read the comics? Can you can you give us some information rather than listen? Um, but here's one thing that I was keeping an eye out because I've I mean I've been talking about the flag smashers for the last few weeks, and so has Keith, and we've been kind of going back and forth on it. So I was quite happy to see the flags. I mean, the, how they're going about the flag smashers. Now in the comics, it's obviously Carl. Um, I I did say that they're going to be playing around with gender uh, role swaps, where now we've got a girl called um, uh, uh, Erin Kellyman who will be playing a character called Carly. I think we've seen her already. Okay. Yeah. So we see Agent uh, Joaquin Torres, uh, played by Danny Ramirez, who I've said is Falcon in uh, the comics as well at one point. He's when adorable. he goes into... Sorry? He's adorable. Yeah, he's a what? Uh, he's a good character. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, and, and and ultimately, this is why I think it, it's. I think I've got a bit of a plot hole, people. Not a plot hole. 
a really I'm going to reveal a bit of a plot now that I've noticed as I was watching this. Um, they go into Switzerland. The, they're at a flag smasher rally. Torres walks in. Um, he's trying to infiltrate them. Someone hands him a mask. All right, and he puts the mask on. Um, mm -hmm. Now, there's two things you need to take out of this. Number one, look at the person giving him the mask. She has curly hair um, and she's clearly mixed race. Now, if you go on the casting list, if you go into the Falcon and Winter Soldier casting list, that's exactly what Erin Kellyman looks like. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Because... You can't see her because she got the mask, but you can see the curly hair. And when the hands get when she hands him the mask, you can see a hand, right? So she mixed right. So I was looking, I was like, "That's her, that's her," right? Then we've got this other super soldier type of guy who is kind of kicking the ass, uh, kicking the ass, kicking the ass. We have this super soldier who's ass. kicking the ass of Torres. He's kicking him in the ass. I'm sorry, he's kicking ass with Torres, <laughs> and. Um, we know that the that the flag smashers are all kind of super soldiers now. They have to be. Yeah, this is why they're going to be so hard to fight. So, I don't think we have seen Zemo yet. I don't think the flag smashers are Zemo. I think we are going to see Zemo, but not until another five, four episodes. What? That's near the end. Yeah, I guarantee you. We're not going to see him for another four or five episodes. Guys, you've heard it here first, you know. Um, and because what's going to happen, I'll tell you what I think is going to happen a bit later on because I know we've got this whole anti-cap kind of John Walker uh, storyline going on. Anti-cap is in the comics, by the way, if you want to go and find out a bit more about that. Um, so I think Zemo is like the puppet master. He's playing uh, the strings from behind bars as we speak. All these flag smashers are kind of working for him, but to get probably Zemo out of prison or something somehow. So this is what this whole plot's about. Um, and this super soldier who seems to be kicking everyone's ass, I believe, spoiler alert, I think I know it is, I think it's John Walker, the anti-cat. What, you think the guy, the... Flag Smasher, who was kicking ass, is actually the new Captain America. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. And this is all set up. Mm. And it's all espionage. It's all a new world order. It's all internal affairs. Um, and this is still Zemo trying to crush the superhero, um, what we call, what's the word I'm looking for? Superhero syndrome. Because, um, okay, let's go back to the Winter Soldier. Yeah. And Civil War. Sorry. Ultimately, Zemo wants to crush all the superheroes because of what happened to his family back in Zokovia, right? In the comics, Zemo yeah. has this whole kind of lineage and stuff, and he wants to get rid of all superheroes, and we know that. He's now been arrested, and then this whole thing's happened. And remember when they turned around and um, at the end with Black Panther, he goes, you lost. He goes, have I, though? Yeah, so I reckon he was... And remember, he's trying to kill all the super soldiers at the end. He's gone into this base in Germany or whatever. So... He's, he knows about this superhero, uh, superhero, superhero, super soldier syndrome, uh, syndrome of oh, my words are gone, super soldier serum, <laughs> which uh, where there's super soldiers. And I reckon he knew where there was, was some. 
He's got this guy. He knew something was going to go down. Yeah, and ultimately they'll need a new Captain America. I'm just saying. Um, who's been in the army um, and he's infiltrated them. And I think he's kind of playing a double spy, a double soldier here at the moment. Interesting. Interesting. Yep. Uh, uh, just going to play a very quick message. Um, it might be someone answering the question about the Sokovia Accords. Welcome to Marvel Monday, one of our uh, biggest fans. And we are also one of his biggest fans. Uh, Keith Rishi, what's going on? Hey, Sam couldn't cross into Libyan airspace because it would have caused an international incident. It didn't have to do with the Sokovia Accords. I'm just saying. Yay! Told ya. But big up Vader 66, as always. Lots of love, Vader. I hope you're still in the house, Vader. Uh, Yeah, but he um, he hasn't answered the question that I need him to answer. Do the, Sokovia, do the Sokovia records still stand? Are they still no. a thing? I, I think after... Yeah. But... It is me. <laughs> it is me. Uh, it is me. Yeah, but... I'm saying... <laughs> I, I agree with you, but I, I just want to hear it from Vader's mouth. Once I hear it from Vader's mouth, it becomes canon. <laughs> oh, low blow, Keith. Low blow. <laughs> no, 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 not towards you. That's why Vader said that Agents of Shield is canon. So it's true. Yeah. Vader. Well, I, might be putting words in his, I might be putting words in his mouth. Vader, you answered <laughs> two questions. Two questions. Are the Sokovia Accords still standing? And is is Agents of Shield uh, canon? If anyone messages, really bakes my cookies about you know some of these casting choices. You know, let's just take for example in uh, it, uh, it chapter one and it chapter two. We'll take uh, Richie's character for example. We have Finn Worgen who is playing Richie, and he's you know dark hair, dark brown eyes, wears these glasses, very distinct look. And then we get Bill Hader who plays him as an adult, complete opposite, light brown hair blue eyes and they just throw a pair of glasses on him i was hoping that they would at least give this man some brown eyes you know some contacts or something to uh put in there i just don't understand that it just doesn't make any sense to me it's like who goes from having brown eyes as a child to now having blue as an adult i've never heard of that i don't know what kind of witchcraft that is but it's i've never heard of such a thing i was waiting uh keep uh, thank what? you so, thank you so much, Artful Peter. I think it was big up, Artful Peter. Paul, Paul, Artful sorry, Paul. Artful, sorry. <laughs> sorry, big up, Artful Paul. Um, good spot. I didn't know that. Did you notice that? No, I was a bit confused about what was being talked about. Um, he was talking about character choices, and then he said, "But I think he's talking about character choices, maybe from what we just saw in um, Marvel. Maybe he doesn't like some of the characters in um, uh, the Winter Soldier and Falcon." Mm. Um, but he was saying, "Example, look at it. How they've got the characters wrong uh, with the blue eyes and stuff like that. Uh, from when the character mm. was young to when Bill Hader plays him, um, he's got blue eyes now. The kid had brown eyes." Um, and I think we were saying that how the character choices is for what we just saw, Kurt Russell's son, who's playing the new Captain America, or as I like to call him, the anti-cap. Uh, 
Because you, well, you I like to call him Squish Face, Squishy Face, Squish Face, Squish Face, definitely. And I'm, I'm going to tell you a hundred percent why. In a bit, we're going to play these messages. But guys, I'm going to tell you hundred percent why I think the anti cap is also a flag smasher who was kicking Ramirez's ass back in Switzerland. I think it's the same character, and I was watching it very closely. I paused it like 15 times and I thought, it's him. Um, and I'm probably going to ruin it. But yeah, let's go. Let's press play. Ooh, Rishi, I'm thinking the guy in the mask is Omega Red. No. But I could be wrong. Omega Red. Mm. Why does Omega... he think Omega Red? Do you know why I... Okay. First of all, if it's Omega Red, who would be playing him? Because if you go down the casting list, there is nothing suggesting a character who'd play Omega Red. Because we would have seen his casting list as well already. And I'm looking at it down the line on Google and it's it's not there. Little known about the past of um, Arkady Gregovich mm. Rozovich. Except yep. that he was a serial killer born in Soviet Russia. He was captured by the Interpol agent Sean Cassidy and turned over to the KGB, uh, which, um, which wanted to experiment and attempt to create a super soldier similar to Captain America. And Omega Red was the end result. You're welcome. <laughs> um... I don't think they're going to go with Omega Egg uh, in Falcon and Winter Soldier. I doubt it because they've kind of said it. It's the Flag Smashers. It's Baron Zemo. Um, they don't really have much to do with Omega Red. I don't. Mm, you'd be dealing with a whole Russian storyline. Uh, he's a mutant. It leads on to the whole X Men stuff. You know, we could open a can of worms again. I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to hit a message. Well, hello there to two of Stereo's most handsome hosts. My boo thing, Keith, and my other boo, Rishi. How you guys doing? I know it's been a minute. Your girl is on the way to becoming a homeowner, so I've been busy. And some other things happening, but I'll tell you guys off Stereo. Uh, I love you both, and I miss being on here, and I'm just tuning into Marvel Monday. I'm not like, I don't know much about it, but you know, I'm just listening. Love you both. Coach! Big up, Coach! In a minute. It's been a long time. Congratulations on your new house. Yep, congratulations to Coach. In fact, me and Coach have got a show coming up. Oh, amazing. Yeah, I'm just saying, Coach. Coach, hopefully, your new place has got enough space for me, you, and Rishi. To cut some, so we can come and visit you, Hundo P. <laughs> when the pandemic's definitely. over, definitely, definitely. Right, love you too. Message me on Instagram and message Rishi so we can um, arrange something, arrange a chat. Right. Oh, okay. I'm gonna play this message, but there's a message coming up that I'm not gonna. Lie. Yeah, there's still a thing they they uh they talked about it in uh Wandavision. They're still in effect. I just don't know about uh, enforcement. Oh. Oh, what? Mm -hmm. I didn't get what you just said. 
What do you mean? He said they talked about what in one division? Omega Red. Yeah. I don't remember that. Mm. Vader messes that in again. I'm confused. Explain it more to me, Vader. In they in one division, they he said didn't they that they mentioned Omega Red in one division. I'm just doing some research. Um, I'll play the next message whilst I'm doing through. I don't like this message, by the way. This message is not factually correct. I refuse to recognize agents of Shield. (laughs) I'm just saying. Boom. Not correct. Boom. Boom. You got two comic book fans who said S.H.I.E.L.D. is not part of the MCU. It's not canon. Suck my balls, fans who think it's not true. (laughs) Suck my balls. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Of course it is. Watch it. They talk about the Sokovia Accords. There's like a direct, it's a direct sequel to Avengers. You know, you've got Coulson who talks about being stabbed by Loki. Of course it's canon. Kevin Feige says no. Kevin Feige doesn't know what he's talking about on this <laughs> issue. And can suck my balls, like I said. I would love to see you and Kevin Feige in a room talking about this. I'll tell him to suck my balls. Hundo P. <laughs> <laughs> he can hundo right. P suck my balls if he says that Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is not canon. <laughs> that doesn't right, make quick. sense. Um, quick shout out to some people before we go into my next little bombshell that I've been noticing and then we'll talk about what um, I believe I personally believe, I don't know it might be right, might be wrong, what might be happening um, in future series, especially the next one we have big up to see Captain 404, what's going on JJ I haven't seen you for a two two minute bruv, how's it going JJ lots of love to you Um, I am RJ, what the, I am RJ Hello, RJ. No, uh, I am RJ. No, I am RJ. No, I am RJ. I am RJ. All right. Uh, big up, Kieran Stereo. Uh, big up, Coach. What's going on, Coach? A lot of love for Coach, people. We'll be having a show soon. Um, big up, Jason F. Anchantalet. Uh, um, I can't say it. Anchantalet. Anchantalet. Move on. Tantantit. I don't know. Big up to you anyway. Lots of love. Um, <laughs> well, fucking Chantel. What's with these names, people? It's not Chantel. She's got. <laughs> it's got a T at the end. A Chantel Tet. I, I, I can't say it. Right? Look at this one. Mun the real tie. Mun the real tie. Right? Nibras. Um, you know, this is so hard when you're <laughs> dyslexic. D time, Doddy Will, Moose Hooves, Vader 66, Katie Bauer, uh, Loki. Oh, big up Loki 420 City, Die Daily, uh, Yaven 4, Stock Streams, um, and everybody else in the room. Lots and lots of love. Um, thank you for coming through. You are locked into Rishi's reviews and Keith Andrew 2020s for Marvel Monday. Falcon and Winter Soldier. Episode one. Absolutely. So I've just done some research on um, um, Omega Red or Omega Red. Is it? I mean, in the comments, is it Omega or Omega? Um, Omega. Omega Red. 
Okay, Omega Red. Apparently, the leak is that Omega Red is going to be the bad E in the X-Men, in the rebooted X-Men. But there are some people that are saying that he's also going to be in Falcon and Winter Soldier. So um, it's about a 50-50 split at the moment of what people are actually uh, thinking about Omega Red making an appearance in this series. I feel nah. like, is this is this a Mephisto situation right now? Yeah, I think it's a Mephisto situation. Yeah, Omega Red's not going to be in it. There's no way he can be. Mm. What do you he think about that, guys? Yeah, nah. I, I, I'm sticking with Zemo the Big Bad, kind of playing it uh, like the, playing it in the background. Um, we ha- we'll have um, uh, um, a Kali uh, played by Eric Kellerman, who in fact is like the the flag smasher kind of president leader. Say. Yeah, leader. Okay, and and underneath that, I think we've got. Um, anti-cap who is uh the big bad like who they need to fight to um who is a super soldier for um uh carly for erin kellyman's character for the flag smashers but how how is this and how is has this anti-cap infiltrated like the american you know culture like how is it because you know, Captain America stands for everything American and the flag smashes stand for the end of nationalism. So how is um, how has this flag smasher become Captain America? Oh, do you think we're going to find out that story? Do you think we're going to have an episode which is dedicated just to finding out how he became um, Captain America? Or do you think we're going to find out through explanation investigation how do you think that, that bombshell is going to be delivered so okay before we give that bombshell-ish sort of thing let's talk about the uh wyatt russell who is playing this captain america or like i say anti-cap and kurt why russell's i believe son. kurt russell's son um and why i believe he is in fact the same guy at the switzerland rally who kicks um, Ramirez is oh, sorry, Torres is ass because, first of all, slow it down and look at him. When Ramirez looks at him, I keep calling him Ramirez Torres. Sorry, Ramirez is his real name. When Torres looks at him, you see the guy's mask, you see his eyes, and you see the guy's ears. All right, and I really, I've, you're gonna cuss me for this. I zoomed in, I had a look. And he, this guy's got a little point and he's got big ears that flop out slightly. Yeah. On the flag <laughs> smasher mask. Now go yeah. and look at the new Captain Mar- America stroke anti-cap. He's got big ears, a little bit of point and they flop out slightly. <laughs> Maybe his costume just wasn't tight enough. You I'm know, we've all had that you. time when it flops out slightly. <laughs> And then I'm not joking. I'm, I seriously, I had I, was, I had a bit of a like it's him. It's the same character. Then I decided to look at the eyes. Now this is what really amazed me. Captain America's eyes. This new Captain America we have, the anti cap, has dark brown eyes. Yeah, close to brownie black sort of thing. 
the guy who is uh, uh, the flag smasher, um, kind of super soldier, he has dark brown, black kind of eyes. Then I went on to Google to look at Wyatt Russell to see what he looks like. And guess what? He has He's got dark eyes. brown eyes? Blonde. He has blue eyes. I was about to say blonde eyes. What oh, the fuck okay. have you ever seen blonde eyes? Um, he has blue <laughs> eyes. Which goes to show me, for this character, they've given him contact lenses. Yeah. Is he a celestial? No. His dad was. Well, ooh, the anti-caps. Yeah, Kurt Russell. What, in the comics? No, Kurt Russell. Oh, <laughs> you mean <laughs> Kurt Russell was a celestial? Yes, he was. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> I forgot about that. I was like, what's he talking yeah, about? Um, okay, so... Too, doesn't he? Plays the dad. Yeah. So there was a little bombshell moment for all you Marvel ma- uh, fans. Yeah? And this is something we're going to see coming up to see if I'm right. And I'm hoping I am. Message me and if you think I'm talking absolute shit. Or actually, oh, that could be... I could be onto something. But here is another uh, sort of thing now, what you've got to look at. About. So in the comics, right, you have the anti-cap who... Um, He's a little kid. His father's a diplomat um, and he tries to kind of run for good. Um, but unfortunately, it's just the governments are too bad and, and, and they don't let him live. And, you know, they're just kind of it's that same old story that, you know, the bad overrun the good, no matter how much good you try and do. This affects him uh, as a ch- as a child. So he now wants to become a kind of diplomat and follow in his father's footsteps to do good. But he's troubled with all the bad people. So he becomes a bit of an anti cap. So what happens is he's like, he, he goes into the army, he gets the super soldier serum, he does all this. But in his mind, he's always like, no, they're bad. We need to kill these people. We need to do this. And it's a lot what the flag smashers stand for. Mm. But is, is he a villain in the comics? He's not good nor bad. Yeah, it's just what he does. He does in the bad way. And ultimately, Captain America has to kill him in the comics although we don't know if that's going to happen maybe falcon will kill him because he is the new captain america whatever da, da, da. so that we know they're going to change that story around but in the comics he does some really good stuff but um he does go a bit rogue and that's what they don't like about him so they have to try and stop him from going rogue but rogue in like you become a what's that word called you know like they say one man's terrorist is another man's freedom fighter yeah like that kind of a scenario. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I only ask uh, because, you know, the Flag Smashers, their sort of motive is, for some people, you know, not a bad motive. Do you know what I mean? But then again, mm. I bet there were people that were listening to Thanos give his reasonings for what he was doing and going, actually, I, I could get behind that. <laughs> You know, to protect the universe, uh, wipe half the universe out so that the others can live in peace and harmony and have a plenty of things to like food and resources. But, you know, like I was like I said at the beginning of this conversation, I have read up on what the Flag Smashers stand for. And, it, and it's not, you know, some of the stuff that they talk about is not, you know, out of the out of sort of out of the league of what people are actually talking about these days 
You know, I just have nationalism and stuff. I, I, I don't know why I feel like in the next few weeks you're going to go and wear a black and white outfit and running around the Houses of Parliament. And I think you're going to be like a flag smasher the way you're talking. What do you mean in the next few weeks? What do you think I've been doing the last month? <laughs> <laughs> Going up to Boris. I'm a flag smasher. <laughs> I'm a flag smasher. Twisted flag smasher. <laughs> It's the uh, new, new version of the Prodigy song. It's not Firestarter, I'm a flag smasher. Um, <laughs> but no, you know, there's that, there is that element of it, isn't there? Of, you know, sort of having Trump, having just had Trump as president, you know, being hugely nationalist and seeing where that got the country. Do you know what I mean? Look with the riots and stuff like that. This is almost like um, a group of people that you would think would be voting for Trump in their the way that they do things, i.e., you know, robbing banks and causing mayhem. But at the same time, they're not. They actually stand completely and utterly against what Trump stands for. So it's just a really interesting, interesting uh, twist on the scenario, I think. No, I totally agree with you, mate. I really do agree with you. Um, I think you're right um, and it, it's going to be amazing to see these characters come out and, and, and get a bit more of their background um, I, I really can't wait over the next few um, few weeks because we're going to get a lot more coming out of this story um, and, and ultimately we're going to see probably a backstory of the anti-cap um, and yeah I, I don't know Talking about my theories there, what do you think? Do you think I'm right? Do you think I'm onto something? Yeah, I think that we're we're definitely looking at this in a more basic storyline than we did with One Division. I think because One Division was so out there with its concept, you know, we can't stray too far with uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Although, you know, it's a possibility that this could be the one that has all those sort of strange and twisty turny moments that we were expecting from one division but didn't get uh so i wouldn't underestimate the show but what i would say is it's a completely different kettle of fish isn't it this is what i um expect a marvel film uh existing within the captain america world you know like because we had that trilogy um we had first avenger then we had winter soldier and then civil war for me, that is the best trilogy within the first three phases of Marvel. And I think that what they did really well was they kept that flavour of conspiracy, of governments, of anarchy, keeping the threat real, you know, instead of making it like otherworldly or from a parallel dimension. So I think that uh, what they've kept the the flavour of what made those those first three films really interesting and engaging. Um, what I will say is the only thing I was disappointed about was um, that there were moments in it that slowed the episode down to a point where I felt like we were watching deleted scenes from Endgame. Yeah, I totally agree. I, t- I mean, it was a 45 minute series episode which felt like mm. I was watching an hour uh, and it was a bit slow at times. But um, I, I think they're just rearing up to what's going to happen in the next few episodes. They're really going to go out with a big bang. They're trying to give us a bit more of a backstory, show us a bit of their family and 
before they put them into a situation where we ultimately feel for them a lot more, you know. Um, like you said, I mean, I mean, touching on how, um, I mean, I remember watching the trailers way back um, in November or whatever, a lot of them. And when I was watching the trailers, I always thought Sam's going to be the problem. This is how they portrayed him in the thing, that he's got the shield and maybe he's been a bit reckless with it. And in fact, it's the other way. He doesn't want the shield. He feels like he's not worthy. He's given it away. He is the Falcon. He's not Captain America, you know, like like in the comics. Um, hence why it's called Falcon and Winter Soldier. Because I never thought of this because surely they would have called him Captain America, no? Uh, and the Winter well, Soldier. But... Let's not forget we had a voiceover from Captain America, the real Captain America, in the opening sequence. We had a voiceover of him saying, you know, into Sam's head, in Sam's head, you know, I feel like um, this doesn't belong to me. I feel like it belongs to somebody else. Uh, and then we hear Captain America's voice. So, yeah, I mean, I don't think it's the fact that Sam feels that he's unworthy. I just felt, I just feel like he can't let go of Steve Rogers. Like he, because it, it's his best friend. He can't let go of it. I think he's somehow you know, hoping in some way, shape or form that Steve will come back and take on that mantle again and therefore he doesn't want to take the shield. I don't think it's the fact that he feels like he's unworthy. I just feel like he hasn't mourned his friend yet. Because think about it, right? His friend only goes to drop off a bloody um, Infinity Stone and never, never comes back. And the next time he sees him, he's an old man. Like, that is pretty much the end of their relationship. You know, it's a very selfish thing to do, actually, from Steve's um, perspective. But, you know, Sam's got that to live with. And that's quite difficult from having your best friend there to then not having him there. You know, I don't think Steve Rogers really thought about, you know, the impact that he was going to have on his two best friends when he decided to go off so that he could have that dance with Agent Carter. First of all, I'm going to say, where the hell is old Steve? Why don't they just go and talk to him? He did. He died. He, I don't think he's dead. Old Steve is not dead. He's somewhere, you know. He's shielding. that dance someone. <laughs> I don't know. You know? He's shielding. <laughs> he's shielding. <laughs> <laughs> he's not allowed out. Like, where is he? Why haven't they gone up to him to go and see old cat? We have to, Rishi, they haven't even got together themselves yet. You know, there is still time for that. But, yeah, a bit odd. Just a little bit odd, the fact that they kept, they've kept they kept them um, apart within the first episode and the fact that we got a bit of a, a bit of a soap opera, really, with the whole thing of the boat and his sister, uh, a bit like a, the old family business. I really hope that that ties into it somehow in an interesting way you know like maybe that we find out a little bit more about his dad and maybe that can tie in yeah it's it's an interesting one guys I'll you, tell you what i don't think i don't think our listeners have ever been this quiet before no never first time what what's wrong people why are you all quiet today what's going on what's happened to you come on talk to us tell us what's talk wrong. to me let uncle rishi and cousin Keith, <laughs> I'm, I'm only little. Uh, help! What's going on? Are you not impressed? Is the reason that that you're not uh, you're not talking to us today? Is it? Are you not impressed with the series? 
<laughs> Maybe there's just what not is a wrong, lot of people. We're Maybe on the messages. Yeah, well, there's not a lot of theories that people can really give about this, is it? It's it's very straightforward compared yeah, to what it... we've had for the last sort of nine weeks with One Division. Very straightforward, very based in realism, very based in you know sort of social and political storylines rather than WandaVision, which could have gone off in any direction because it was so fantastical. Is that a word? Fantastical? Uh, of course it's a word, Rishi. I yes. just said it. Fantastical. <laughs> fantastical. I'm going to kick you in the fantasticals. Right. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so, yeah, so here's it. Yeah. So go on, Keith. No, I was going to say, just I don't think we've ever had an audience so quiet for Marvel Mondays. I, I, I'm just putting, I'm just thinking whether it is because uh, people don't, aren't fully engaged with the series yet as they were like, with One Division. Hmm. I don't know. I, I, I mean, but the, I was 50 50 with it, and there's not much to say about it at the moment. It's going to be this whole action flick sort of thing. Um, I did notice one thing though on the car, on the number plate of Sam's car. Go on, one o eight two FQ, tenth of August. Um, Adam Warlock comic. Oh, okay. That could just be like a little Easter egg. Just hey, yeah, we're in the same universe, but yeah, that yeah, was well, quite we know, interesting. We know from one division that they mean nothing. Yeah. Those date things and stuff like that. Right, we've got a message mm. through, Rish. Let's hear, let's have a listen. Happy birthday to you. Oh. Oh my God, what's happening to you? Happy day, you drinking alcoholic. Alcoholic, <laughs> alcoholic. <laughs> I the have hell? a feeling that may, may not be... A message for us. <laughs> I have no clue what the hell that was. <laughs> See, he's so he's despairing, so despairing at Falcon and Winter Soldier. He's just got hammered. <laughs> he's just like, I can't take it. I'm just getting hammered. <laughs> Happy birthday! Right. Uh, Is it your birthday? Episode Rich? two, Keith. Episode two. What do you yeah. think we're gonna see? Right, okay, this is good, because we've got a few minutes. Right, episode two. I feel like this is the episode where we're obviously going to have Sam and Bucky come together in some way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not entirely sure how that's going to happen. I do think that maybe it's going to be out of a coincidence, or maybe uh, a phone call uh, will lead Bucky into an investigation that Sam is involved in. Maybe they need some force, maybe some brute force. And the only way that they could do that is get uh, Bucky on board. Bucky on board. That's what they should call the next series. Bucky on board. They could do a road trip with Bucky. <laughs> road trip with Bucky. Yeah, a little sign at the back going, Bucky on board. Um, yeah, I just think that that's going to be the main focus of the episode. Maybe... Or actually, like if you think about it, narrative-wise, the best way to bring them b- both together 
would be through their suspicion of the new Captain America. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah, I think we're going to get a lot of uh, Sam sort of uh, walking and talking down corridors with people asking what the hell is going on. You know, he was told that the shield was being sort of given to a museum and now it's been given to this guy who's taken on the mantle. So I think there's going to be a lot of anger from Sam's side. I think that um, I think we'll also maybe get to learn a little bit more about the flag smashers. Maybe get to yeah. see them independently, like in their base or their lay or their layer or you know, learn a bit more about them as characters rather than just the masks. I, I, yep, I totally agree. I think this is what's going to happen. I mean, I was just looking. So, I, th- I mean, I, I've noticed something. We know Sharon Carter's going to come back. Yeah, yeah. So my my take on this is basically. Now, hear me out, people. I don't believe we're going to see Zemo. This is what they want. We're not going to see Baron Zemo for at least four or five episodes. We're not going to see him. Yeah. Um, And I don't think they even know it's Baron Zemo at the moment. Yeah. I've got a feeling what we're going to see is it starting off with somehow. Because at the end, we saw Bucky, uh, Bucky. We saw Sam really, really distraught of why they've given... um someone the shield and who is this new captain america and you're right he's going to go down to find out what's going on who this captain america is and i reckon bucky's going to be there as well to find out yeah um ultimately in a clash kind of talking and i have a feeling they're going to go and do some investigation work together to see how has this guy got powers? What is all this super serum? Uh, like, how come they've got more super soldier serum out there? You know, this isn't right. Um, and as they go to do their kind of um, investigations, they'll bump into Sharon Carter because she's thinking the same thing. That hold on, what the hell's happened here? Yeah. Um, uh, and then ultimately, I'll probably have a fight with some other people. Uh, maybe even a flag smasher who I believe is actually the anti-cap and then we'll have an end uh, a little breakthrough and then on goes I think we'll open I reckon we'll open with the football game and the cap running out onto the football pitch like in the trailer I reckon that's oh very true yeah forgot about that very true you're right there I think that's how it's going to how it's going to go down in that first episode. Right. Well, I think we've, I think we've spoken about like every single detail that we can talk about in the, of this first episode of Falcon and Winter Soldier. So yeah, I totally agree. Marvel Mondays. Uh, we didn't yep. even mention Mephisto. Who do you think Mephisto is? I reckon. It's we did mention Sharon him. Carter. <laughs> Sharon Carter is Mephisto. <laughs> but, um... Sharon Carter's Mephisto. Guys, you heard it here first. Get it out there. Get those memes out there. Uh, yeah. Well, thank you very right. much, Rish. I think we get to have another night let's... tonight. Yeah, let me do a quick, quick, quick big up to these people. Big up to Noculus. Uh, oh, sorry, Noculus. I'm such an idiot. No <laughs> clues. Mer- Mario R1, Blissful One, uh, not CWC, 
Uh, Nick Rob for your alcoholic message. Rebel Jewel. <laughs> uh, Maxwell. Maxwell is the best. Uh, Isla La Beauty. Uh, where they got? Um, the Artful Paul. The Artful Paul. I'm such an idiot. Artful Paul. I'm really. Yeah, I just saw it. Uh, I'm really tired today. Sooks, big man, what's going on? Or Sasuk, big man, whatever. JJ, um, Coach Q. Uh, who else is there? Loads of people. Vader 66, as always. Uh, Yay! Five. Um, Steve, Stephen Yates. Hi, Stephen uh, Alex Trans, what's going on? Alex Trans, Blissful One. Kenza456 and uh, Logan Berry and X-Ray IG. Big up to everyone in the room. Thank you so much for coming through. This is Marvel Mondays with uh, the one and only Keith Andrews 2020s and your boys Rishi's Reviews. And we'll be back next Monday at 8pm, people. Oh, we totally will. Definitely. 8pm here on Stereo. Uh, we've been doing this since like October, guys. So we are uh, always around so please do follow us if you haven't already just click our faces and hit the little yellow button and if you want to follow us on instagram as well please do because we're always putting uh content on there as well if you have enjoyed the show please do contact us on the on instagram as well if you'd like to do a show with eva me and rishi we're all open uh we charge very reasonable rates uh i usually like a curly whirly and rishi likes a pasty what do, what do you charge for a chat these days, Rish? Well, I, I just like a follow. Uh, so, yes, follow Oh, me, there you people. go. Um, and also, can I just big up to, I think, is it Chase uh, Chase Torres or something for sharing the show? Thank you so much, Mr. Torres. Yeah, thank you very much. And we'll be back 8pm next week here on Stereo. Please do come and join us. Tell your Marvel friends. Uh, yes. Thank you very much. Cheers, Rish. Actually, Keith, Keith, have you got five yes. minutes to go on to uh, the other place quickly? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, let's have a quick chat on there for five minutes in the private room. See you there. See you later. Bye, Take everyone. care, people. God bless. Bye-bye. Thank you. Lots of love. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us here at the Films I Love Most podcast live. Don't forget, you can get involved on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. And if you want to send us an email with any suggestions or recommendations, you can send those to filmilovemostpodcast at yahoo.com. Thank you very much. And I hope that you join us next time here at the Films I Love Most podcast. Yeah.